part of BlindsidePods.com. Hi, this is Ryan James of the On Tap Podcast. Ooh, damn, that's smooth. And this message is for Drunk Eric Curtis. Drunk Eric Curtis. I'd like to share a tale of a uh, latest PG-13 movie I reviewed called Teen Spirit. The film today we're going to be talking about is called Teen Spirit. In this movie, uh, it has an interesting rhythm. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But so you have this uh, 17-year-old girl named Violet. Joins a singing competition, much like American Idol. I've honestly been listening to the soundtrack all day. I'm, I'm really digging it. And although it's known to the audience that she's not the best singer in the competition, uh, the, the singer who is the best ends up getting disqualified. And Violet rises. Violet ends up going on to win the competition. It's actually very heartfelt. Overall, I'd give Teen Spirit three out of five stars. Uh, it has an interesting tale to it all. It's a very show-don't-tell type movie. They did a really good job of show-don't-tell. Well, I'm a very show-don't-tell type person, and I think you'll see what happens when you keep, uh, you know, your vagabond show going in the direction it is. They're all just kind of shitty people. And I stay classy. Keep it classy. Welcome to a superfan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Oh, Menafan Show. We've got a big one today. We're going to, again, embarrass the shit out of Chad Finn and have the guy on who is really... Made a lot of assholes pucker, and I think we're going to make that sphincter go as tight as possible. Our guest this week from BS, BJ, BSJ is Ironhead. Ironhead, welcome. Get it right. It's BS, BSJ. BS, what? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we all know BDSM, what BSM, BSJ. Truth and reporting. Of course you guys are WEI related. Your truth and reporting is full of shit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We already stepping on the name. This is already we've got a slew of acronyms here. We've got DEC, MHB, and Ironhead along with BJBSJ. My my fucking brain is about to explode. So, you know, the one thing that's kind of interesting is that we, you know, when people talk about you know, the event horizon of a black hole and like what actually happens inside of a black hole. I can only imagine that it, it's three parody accounts doing a <laughs> podcast together because I don't think this has ever happened before in, in the history of podcasts. We are three anonymous trolls all getting together to uh, hopefully scare the shit out of WEI. Chad, I hope you're well. Take some notes because you're going to report this about two weeks after we have it. So let's go, guys. Let's do this. Dude, you got you got like radio pipes. You must have balls like the size of watermelons. I would kill to have a voice like that. Well, I'd prefer to have Mark Hannon's balls, but you know, I don't have the undercarriage that he does, so what the fuck? That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. We're already there are already too many testicle conversations and we're already so far in this. I guess we're trying to make up for the lack of testicles in all other aspects of the Boston media. Let's start with the facts. So you are part of a renegade group of that's called the, the 15, right? The 15. For, can you give us a Cliff Notes Ironhead of – because for, 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 for our fans who aren't on Twitter or who don't follow you, who are you? What are you a part of? Give, give us a, like a Cliff Notes version of, of what this whole BJBSJ thing is all about. All right. Well, BJBSJ, there's been a lot of speculation about <clears throat> who we are, what we are. But um, we're, first of all, we're a big fan of consonants. That's obvious. And BJBSJ, BJ, is, its origin is Latin. 
And loosely translated means up yours, Chad Finn. You're not doing your job. Someone else has to. It, it's, <laughs> the meteor in Boston is like, I, I don't have enough cinnamons to really describe it. It's a goddamn cesspool. Chad Finn has got his head in the ground and he's, shit's going on around him. Never mind the stuff that's, that you guys are passionate about with the Murchison stuff, but everything going on at 98.5 and EEI, he's so far in the tank for EEI, he might as well, he might as well be at the, new, the aquarium on the waterfront. It's, it's a goddamn disgrace what goes on in Boston. There's no media critic, he's a media masseuse. There's no ombudsman, and it's really fallen to the people online to go, what in the actual hell is going on here? It's just, it's, it's radio for morons, which is 98.5 has made their, their mark in the, in the market, catering to the Matt and Framinghams of the world, while, <laughs> you know, Mike McNansky sits there after his lobotomy, I hope the scar is feel, healing nicely, and Jerry's checked out, and everyone else at EEI has no goddamn clue what the hell is going on. So I'm glad you brought up Matt and Framingham because I was going to bring him up. Question that I had for you is... I call him lovingly Mensa. <laughs> who is the scariest person on Twitter, and why is it Matt and Framingham? Uh, Dude, you're scary, man. Well, I think the bodies in his basement, if they were alive, could probably speak you know, more intelligently to that than I can. But basically, he's Tony Maserati's intellectual equal. And I would love to see a presidential debate between two and them on the takes in the area because, dear God, you want to talk about a black hole of suck. Christ. I think you're being a little bit too hard on, on Chad Finn. I mean, he did train at the Orchids of Asia Day Spa uh, for preparation for the Felger columns. But I, I don't think that he is, you know, the, the worst media critic uh, in, in Boston. I mean, would you would you say that he is the absolute worst journalist in Boston compared to some of the pukes of the Boston, uh, Boston Globe, the other, the other writers that we have? First of all, specifically Shirley Long is what I'm thinking of. Well, again, that's your that's your passion. The, the, the Globe is a you know everyone who works at the Globe is a gender ridden or terrible, and they're protected in whatever they do. So I mean, you want to throw out throw out the grading scale. They're all the fucking worst over on. They're not even on Morrison Boulevard anymore. They're downtown because they they drove the asset over on Marcy Boulevard so far into the ground, they were only worth the land they were sold for, and they had to go crawl with their tails between their legs to try to influence shit downtown, paying rent rather than owning the, the real estate. It's not even Boston anymore. I tweeted out something that I saw in Hardball Talk, the Cubs privately threatening writers who criticize Addison Russell. Any of these sports teams that think they're going to get a black eye about anything go into Circle the Wagons mode. Well, that's why Drellick was fired, in my opinion. I think that Drellick was fired, one, because he's he's semi-critical of the Red Sox and the Red Sox ownership, specifically when it came to the whole Kirk fiasco. I think that played a big part of it. I mean, they they, they feel like they viewed Drellick. I mean, the, that speaks to the fact, how has he not been offered a position somewhere else? Right, Iron? I mean, think about it. Well, first of all, Drellick's terrible. That's first and foremost. But we reported, the BJBSJ group reported, and it was given to me as an aside that Drellick was, was pushed aside you know, rather gently into that good night. He was replaced by, um, I think the guy's name was Jorge Andres, who is you know, unremarkable and terrible. And then in an inexplicable move that has my synapses you know, on fire, they bring in John Rolo Tomasi. How is that possible? It, it, it's... Ugh. Which was another exclusive, by the way, for, for those of you that don't know, you broke that story of Tomasi leaving to go to NBC Sports Boston. Two plus weeks before Chard Finn had it. Just Correct. mark it down. He might have been on sabbatical, though. 
Yes, about it all. There's clearly not enough resources of the globe to cover somebody who's taking a long weekend. So, you know, we'll take it first by default. So so you semi kind of answered it, but, you know, if the mission statement, if you gave me, you know, your one to two sentence mission statement, what is the mission statement of the BJBSJ guys of the 15? Be better. We're not asking. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that hard. You know, there's a huge, there's a huge divide between, you know, the Minifans and the BJBSJ. It's, you know, we're, we're strange bedfellows, which means that Jerry Callahan will probably ask us about the bathhouses if he gets a chance. But we actually like the fucking games. We like the games. We like the teams. We're in an era of unprecedented success with the teams around us. And as great as the teams have been, soup the nuts, the coverage has been as abysmal. It's terrible. Right. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's, if you think about it, right, think about what's happened in the last six, eight months. Red Sox won the World Series. They won 119 games. The Patriots went on a march to the Super Bowl that those of us who actually paid attention really kind of thought might be possible. And WEI is circling the bowl at an alarming rate. There's an audience for Sports Talk in Boston. They're just leaving EEI in droves. I think part of it, though, is who do you have to replace talent-wise? Who is, who's in the farm system that you can plug in? Well, the whole, the whole thing, the, the, first of all, just going with EEI, their bench is thinner than Adam Jones. I mean, they, they've chosen to bring on, think about the personnel moves they've made. I mean, they've basically, they're the 0-16 Cleveland Browns with all the shit they've done the last few years. They brought on rich fucking teeth, Alex Reamer, Jermaine Wiggins, and, and Mark Bonarzik, who, if you listen to Bonarzik, and I know, I know MHB, you and he have become very close. because <laughs> right. he's got, We've had some private conversations, that's right. He, he's got skin thinner again than Adam Jones. He's terrible. I'm driving in my car on Route 24 on weekends. I turn on EEI and he's, you know, Barbados Bill. I was like, can you be like, Barbados listen, I'm the king. Of, I'm the king. I'm the king of bad nicknames. I get it, but he's so transparent and like he wants you to know he's Steph Curry's friend and he's a part of that whole University of Miami, you know, weird. There's a whole thing with him and Slayo that just that new Miami thing. It's just yeah, that's what she said. That whole thing. It's weird. No, you're you're right. It is it is weird, but I think that the Patriots are in crisis. I mean, they took they drafted a punter, they they traded up for a punter. Come on, man, this is the, well, it's over. Eight and eight, eight and eight. This is why you have to fire Bill the GM. Ninety seconds, no commercials. Let's go. Shove that up your nose. What does BJBSJ stand for? Can you disclose? I know you said that it's it's Latin for. I think you said you know Chad Finn sucks. Blows. Uh, yeah, blows. What 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 does it actually stand for? It's kind of like Fight Club. Oh, you don't talk about it. I see. You guys do have a website, you know, bjbsjournal.com. Um, in addition to that, though, why have you guys not put out any sort of audio? Do you guys have anything like that, you know, coming in the future um, that you maybe want to talk about? Um, well, my attorney and I have discussed a venture, but here's the thing. I think we're more, you two, you guys are more dangerous to Boston media because you want to be them. And I mentioned this earlier, be better. I mean, 98.5's catering to the idiots and WEI's drowning in their wake. is like, what the hell's going on here? We just want to point out the worst of the worst. Um, we're, we're listening to this shit and we're reading this garbage you don't have to. We want to help everybody become better consumers to just, you know, raise the tide. It's just, it is such a terrible fucking environment in Boston. Right so, now. so no, uh, so no podcasts in the future for you guys? Uh, 
Stay tuned. I know somebody Ooh. who's sight impaired who is looking to add to his network. That's right. Yeah, our, our namesake, our our, our, our esteemed uh, general, uh, our boss, blind uh, blind Mikey, there uh, is looking to add new talent. Fresh I wouldn't. Blind. I wouldn't want to become part of any club that would have me as a member. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you guys are very like you guys are anarchists at your at your core. You want to strip the establishment down and basically deconstruct the entire Boston media culture as it stands in order to kind of watch it burn. I think Dave Brown said it best. He goes, he compared us to Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just, it's, what we're doing is holding a mirror to these assholes. We're holding them accountable. And it's, it's remarkable. The shit that happened a week ago, Friday. Yeah, we got to get into that. When we broke the news. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the chaos that was caused. Just holding a mirror to these dicks was amazing. So so for those of you that don't know, I'll do a little reset here. Usually this would be uh, DEC's job in the one chair. Uh, but last Friday, uh, Ironhead, uh, which is, he is uh, Ironhead334. Am I right with that? At Ironhead334, correct. At Ironhead334. If you're not following him on Twitter, do give him a follow. Uh, so Ironhead, who we're speaking with now, uh, tweeted out that source, I think it was just source, single source, um, OMF is done in the two to six slot. This caused a shitstorm, like a fucking avalanche of insanity on Twitter, where we have folks freaking the fuck out. I have a million DMs. I've got you know the uh, the Boston Radio Watch DMing me, is this true? And then I've got I've got other people who are at Wei saying, have you heard about this? What 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 is going on here? So I finally just said, okay, well. I'm, I'm going to go reach out to my contacts. And I reached out to somebody I know who is very, very, uh, some may say even directly impacted by that news. And I said, hey, what, what's the deal with this? So, and the response I got back was, what? I, I, I blocked that guy a long time ago. <laughs> what? I, I don't know what they're talking about. And, uh, and, and I said, oh, well, they're, they're saying that your show is done at two to six. And uh, the, the response I got was, that's news to me. That that that's, that sounds like somebody might be giving them bad information just to fuck with our fuck with fuck with us, and I'm like, uh, interesting, interesting. So then I tweet out in response to that, I'm hearing from sources close to the situation that uh, that OMF is not done, and that it's crazy that that WEI or Entercom or whoever may be deliberately trying to flush out a leak because as 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 I think that you might talk to us about Iron, they're becoming very very concerned with the parody accounts and the Twitter leaks. Am I right? A thousand percent correct. First of all, how insecure do you have to be? How insecure does the leadership have to be? And what they've done is they've unknowingly or unwittingly, I should say, because, you know, don't get in a battle of wits unarmed. They've given BJBSJ legitimacy by going on the offensive against us. If you have good leadership, you're going to go ahead, stay the course and, you know, coach your talent. They don't communicate with the people in the building. They don't know what's going on. So I got, I tweeted that. I was, I was actually doing work. I live in the West Coast most of the time. I walked out of a, of a meeting for work and I had one source, you're right, MHB, I had one source that is well-placed at Intercom or Intercom adjacent, should I say, that said, um, two to six is done. I'm looking at it on my phone right now. Two to six is done. And a shitstorm happened. MHB reached out to me and I mean, you want to talk about how insecure are all these, all these assholes from management on down, the Red Sox are playing, the Celtics or Bruins are playing in a playoff games on a Friday night. And instead of actually watching the games, these clucking hens are, you know, just reaching out to each other, you know, their hairs on fire, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And I got back in touch 
with 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 my person, and they doubled down on it. No way. So, so okay. That was going to be they my doubled down. That was going to be my question: is 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 this still the case? Did they change their mind? Was it flushing out a mole, or was this a plan? But they weren't ready to pull the trigger right away. Yeah, like like is it possible that OMF didn't even know? Anything's in play at this point. You know, you know, MHB, you reached out to me and we talked during the Bruins game Friday night. And listen, anything's in play at this point. If they're so insecure, if they have to, you know, flush out false information instead of ignoring, you know, I've got three, you know, 3,000 followers on, play, on paper, 1,500 of them are probably porn bots. The rest of them are all, anti- the, most of the rest of them are all Anticon burners from the April 2019 burner brigade. It's our, like, our head said we're done. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, if I was Glenn, I'd go, that's not what I said. But my source doubled down, uh, doubled down on it. And, you know, the country 93.7 thing was tabled. But, you know. Was that, so, so tell me about that. So, so you were hearing from your source. I don't know if it's the same source or if it's a separate source. But you were hearing from a source that they were talking about change in, in programming or format, like going to, to, to country or alternative rock. Or what, what were you hearing? You know, the, the joke among the BJBSJ guys was country 93.7 because it's just kind of funny to think about Ordway introducing a Trisha Yearwood record. <laughs> but all and 90- then coming up next, we got Rascal Flatts. <laughs> I like Brooks and Dunn. My Maria, 93.7. Uh, Glenn Ordway and Garth Brooks, that it can't be beat. But Alt 93.7 was on the table. Which and makes sense. David Field loves Alt Rock. Yeah. David Field, is, he's yeah, a but that doesn't make it. sense to me. Why wouldn't they just... Put that on the 103.3 signal where they have AMP that's doing a hell lot of nothing. Because you don't have to pay hosts for it. You can get rid of them. See you later. Goodbye. Adios. Yeah, that, that's been the trend in the last 15 years in the radio business. It's like you can have, you can have uh, you know, your computers program this shit and have everything done a week in advance. Um, a lot of the, you know, Matnansky is really the only guy, EEI, that's been signed according to what my sources have recently. You know, Wait. and you know, Minahan had the new deal last year, and they basically put him in the phantom zone. He, he's the best guy in EEI, but it's like that's that's not praise. Well, he's no longer at EEI. Now he's just the best guy in the country, I would say. All right, guys, the restraining order is over. Clearly, all right. <laughs> okay, um, so so you let's let's circle back. So you were told uh, that they tabled the discussions of changing the programming. So then, then but then they're. Their solution was to get rid of OMF in two to six. I mean, what what would they replace them with? Did you hear anything about that? Well, and would they be staying in another day park? Well, what I heard, and I reported this a couple of days beforehand, and I can't tie the things together because while this, I had one guy tell me about um, the two to six show being done, I heard from several different uh, outposts that uh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Ben Mittens Volan was going to fly in to save the day along with, uh, does anybody actually even read Chris Gasper? Does anyone, you know, listen to him on 98.5? Probably not. They, the only reason they're listening to him is because they're fleeing from Bradford and James on they, 93.7. They, they listen to him for the, like the ASMR, I maybe. They just like the sound of it, but I mean. I, Insomniacs I love Chris Gasper. That's right. Yeah, I mean, no, he's, he's, he's about as interesting as a box of Kleenex. I mean, it's, it, yeah, there's, there's nothing there. It but I think you're, oversta- you can, you're overstating his appeal. You can Correct. put Gasper on to talk about the Pats with Felcher of Maz, or you can put Pete Abraham on in the mornings, but it's not about them. People are tuning in because of the other stuff going on. And that's clearly, you can hear that when they brought in Mittens, when they brought in Volan. Uh, I mean, you, you were live tweeting. I heard tweeting. Cilio, too. Oh God! But how how bad was Ben Volan the other the other morning? Iron when he was on there? 
I got I got to tell you, I laughed a half a dozen times. He was on for two hours, and I laughed a half a dozen times, and it wasn't funny. He doesn't understand that part of, of doing radio is trying to get people to laugh and, and bringing some energy and being interesting. And he says on the radio all the time, no, I don't laugh. I don't, I don't laugh. <laughs> so he's the perfect Globy. He doesn't make people laugh. He doesn't make people think. So he's the Boston Globe's ideal employee. Oh, and his defense of the Robert Kraft shit was so pathetic, so bad. You know, he's, oh, well, I, I, I didn't really read it, or I don't, I don't really know. I, well, I have to, I'd have to go back and look at it. Oh, fuck, I hate that excuse. Like, come prepared, defend your argument, defend your place of work. Otherwise, get the fuck out of here. What use are you? You're on a radio show. You're going to come in. You're not going to have an opinion on the Globe's attempt to, you know, get revenge porn on Bob Kraft. I think his defense was, well, the Globe wasn't the first person, to, the first media outlet to ask for it. That doesn't change the fact that the Globe is owned by John Henry, who's 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 got, you know, little dick syndrome, who's got the you know dick envy for Bob Kraft. And now he wants to see how he measures up. Literally wants to see how he measures up or Linda wants to see how how her million, billionaire measures up to, to Bobby there. For the most part, I stopped listening to WEEI and 98.5 because as a guy who was listening to Kirk all the time, I don't like sports talk. It bores me. It's nice to mix in with other things, which is why I like what OMF are doing, where it's it's a little different than what Felger and Maz are doing. But man, I hate straight sports talk. Well, I think that's the other thing. So philosophically, Ironhead, if you could explain to me, like, would you like it if you got positive sports talk? Or do you just not like sports talk in general? Uh, because for me personally, I don't really care for it either. Like listening to Kirk, I realize, wow, like, Kirk doesn't talk sports anymore, and that's what I want to do. Like, the shows that we do, the shows that I listen to now aren't sports. Uh, are, are you, like, a sports talk guy, or do you hate the fact of how they try and make sports talk interesting? I want to be entertained. You know, I, you know the games are entertaining to me. Comedy is entertaining to me. Politics can be interesting to me. But what's going on in 93.7, it is a, you know, I've made this point on our website it's a fucking amalgam of suck. There's nothing interesting about it. There's nothing compelling. You know, Lou Merloni, you know, Lou Merloni, the Red Sox won 119 games and won the World Series last year. Lou Merloni's a baseball guy. He's a local guy. And what did he make his name doing? He didn't differentiate himself doing the baseball shit. He had to stir the shit doing his J.V. Felger act calling Al Horford average Al to try to, you know, to make a name for himself yeah. how'd that and work it, out last night or to this today actually i'm oh, sorry you'll be hearing it yesterday yeah it's it was a fantastic fucking game mm -hmm. lou merloni lou merloni's a professional athlete he's obviously better at anything that i did in my athletic career but average al lou Merloni aspired to be average al horford has made nine figures in his career and for these guys to talk shit about that you know in a way that you know, I don't want to say it's disrespectful, but it's laughable, they, the shit they pull. Yeah. I think with WEEI, it seems like the most obvious answer is the correct one. It seems as though, okay, we'll just get rid of Kirk. We'll save a little money on the salary. We won't, we won't have any controversy, and everybody will just stay and we'll make more money. And it sounds like they've really misjudged things. Well, t so tell me this. They get rid of Kirk because of the whole Murchison bullshit, right? And they, they're caving to the, uh, the SJWs and stuff. And then they're bringing on Mark James? Really? <laughs> how, yeah. how, do you, how do you reconcile those? Is because he won't talk about you know, the issues? He, just wanted, he wants to refer to Bobardo's Belichick and the other shit. It's, just, it's radio for dummies. No, no, you're right, and and I think that now is the time, an appropriate time, that DEC you need to apologize to Ironhead. Uh, that 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 it could be possible that WEI hired him because of the result of his controversy. 
I think this is where this is where you and and the the BJBSJ guys got into the shit. Oh God, these fucking sound effects, these drops here. So so am I right there, DC? Well, I, I want to clarify what I was hearing or what I was reading because I was in the doctor's office waiting for my daughter to get done, and I was bored. So I want to just clarify what I was reading. I guess the problem I had with the article about Joey was I interpreted it as Joey hired him because of Mark's predilections at Nesson. Is that what I was reading or not? If you read that, it's because I'm a shitty writer because I'm not a professional writer. He got on... Or we're a bunch of idiots. We're also idiots, so... Okay, well, then you, then my apologize. There we go. Are you convinced me you guys are a bunch of idiots? <laughs> uh, if he, he got... What happened was that uh, Benarzik got on Joey Z's radar because of his infamy. Not only did shit happen... Um, when he was in Florida, it happened when he was at Nesson. And by the way, I haven't, I have one source, I'm not ready to go through this. There's going to be huge changes on the table at Nesson, but no one gives a shit because it's Nesson. Well, I mean, can you give us a tease? Are we talking like totally disbanding the, the format at all? Like getting rid of all any, any sports interactive sports talk or anything? Yeah, their, their low rent version of sports center might be done. Ooh. I would imagine that. That as usual, they'll get rid of everybody, and then they'll become stars at ESPN. What does that mean for Dale? Is Dale going to still do the the pregame? I think Dull is in hard enough with uh, Jeremy Jacobs that he has a job for life as long as he you know continues his good back rubs. Dale's like herpes, man. He just he just finds his way onto you, and he's just there for life. I mean, he just <laughs> he's not that he's not that interesting. He's kind of irritating, and, and he, he he herpes is a perfect analogy. Is it he he just he's he's always he, he he flares up at the worst times. And you know you're never going to get rid of him. I mean that's how that's how Nesson must feel. I'm sure that's how Wei. That's how as a listener, that's how I feel. I got herpes in my ears listening to Dale Arnold. Dull is the cockroach after the nuclear testing that survives only on white bread. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's you know funny. I'm I'm going back with my memory. Maybe my maybe my memory was terrible, but I remember listening to him in middays with Holly, and I don't remember him as terrible. When he has somebody who would push him a little bit, he is entertaining, but Rich Keefe isn't going to speak up. That's the first time the words Dale Arnold and entertaining have ever been uttered in the same sentence. So Did I say entertaining? Somewhat interesting, I should have said. Mm. He can Uh, be. They're mutually exclusive terms. So I just want to circle back to emphasize this before we move on. So from from the latest that you know, OMF is still, according to your source, done at 2 to 6. My source doubled down. On them being out at two to six, Jesus. and then and then there was, um, as I'm sure you guys may have come upon, there was a. Now a lot of this may have been because I was busy at work last week, but there was a there was some radio silence there was. out of Intercom, which was interesting because you know when I told MHB this and you went public with this, they had a uh, a presentation to staff, admin, and on air talent where they showed critical social media interactions and how to navigate them, <laughs> which is it just the height of paranoia yes, and the yes. insecurity there is just, it's, it's absurd. They had MHB on a PowerPoint. <laughs> That's winning. We won. No, I, I know the Daily Arnold text line. I know for a fact, this is going back roughly six months, that the, the, the guys at, the, uh, at BJBSJ, there was an edict for the on-air staff to not interact with us. that That's clear because they interact with the other parody accounts, the, the EEI parody accounts, but I have never seen them tweet back or respond back to one of you guys. 
And quite honestly, we should probably enter, um, we're probably, you know, have an edict across us. We don't want to punch down at those dullards. So we should probably just move on to the uh, the A team at 98.5. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, that I think is the next, because we've already, I mean, you guys have successfully taken down WEI. I mean, it's done. It's dead in the water. I mean, you you haven't, you went public with this, right? Or did you, or did, have you given us the, 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 the ratings for week one of April? Do you have the oh. April ratings out yet? Oh, I I kind of teased them a little bit last week. It's oh, do you want to do, do you want to give give us a tease here, or at least maybe I, one one number? Well, I'll tell you a little bit of uh, we're a little bit worried about ratings fatigue doing them week by week, and I think they have Co- correct. I think month by month might be a better way to do it. All right, so unless you have morning, like a steep curve, then we want to know. Well, here's I'll just give you the the morning show, the morning show to the evening show. Mutt and Callahan are the highest rated show. They did the first week of April, they did 6-9, which tied for fourth. The midday show goes down roughly, you know, 10% or so, a little bit more than 10%. Ah! They're 5.5 tied for fourth. And, here, and, and so here's, here's what goes on. If you p- turn the clock back to when Dale and Teeth were in PM Drive, they were doing higher ratings than those the OMF are. PM Drive for the first week of April now, keep in mind, the Red Sox ratings were partially included in this. The defending world champion Red Sox, I might say. They did a 4.5. They're sixth. The station overall for the first week of April did a 4.8. College radio has WER in their sights. I was going to say Jim and Marjorie beat them. They must have beat them. They're, they must have. Ah. It's only, it's, it, it, ah. I mean, that... No, fuck, ah. shush. Listen, settle down. Settle down, Marjorie. Put your pants back on, please. Um, they don't call it sinkingship.com for nothing, guys. That's incredible. But, but how has it been such... So here's my thing. Uh, it's only been six months with OMF. And, and and from a radio, pure radio perspective, OMF, in when they were in middays, they were beating... Uh, they were beating 98.5. Uh, and I think that their show wasn't terrible. And that we're regard- irre- let, let's, let's separate the sports takes. I know you disagree with the sports takes. I know you, you, you disagree with Lou Merloni and, and his, his average Al shit and an old way with his stupid, you know, cantankerous bullshit. Anyway, they weren't a bad, from a radio perspective, weren't an unentertaining show. And, and they now didn't they're getting have their- tomato cans across the street. Say what you will about Zolak. He's a personality. Sure. He's entertaining. But now they're getting their ass kicked. How do you, how do you explain such a precipitous fall? Uninteresting begats uninteresting. It's it's terrible. It's, but it's, they it's, were interesting. Then you're saying that all of OMF's ratings in middays were just Kirk's lead-in, basically. That which could be very well could be. Kirk talked about it all the time. You need to thank us for the lead-in that that Kirk's lead-in. Into, oh, into, look, you guys moving the goalposts. I like it. Always loyal to Kirk. I love it. I think this. <laughs> I think this. I think there's some truth there. I mean. Tell me, give me one person at WEI that, now that's interesting. Give me one. Uh, uh, Next. Okay, I win. Next. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I mean, Reamer's interesting for the wrong reasons. He's not interesting. Hey, no, 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 oh, no, no. Fuck no. off, Reamer. He's not interesting because of his takes. I think because his takes are predictable. Like, it's 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 lefty liberal playbook, you know, it, whatever whatever is going to be fall. Like, that's what's so boring, I think, about when we talk about, like, not to get into politics, but, like, when we get into, like, the real extremes of the right and the left, is that there's, it's, it's, when you have a discussion with somebody like Reamer, you already know exactly what they believe about everything. And to me, that's the most boring way to live, is that I'm, if I'm going to live my life knowing exactly what I believe about every single fucking issue, and I'm no one can change my mind, that is a terrible, boring, stupid, idiotic way to live. Anyway, but Reamer's No, Re- No, no, Reamer, Reamer doesn't believe anything. He's flailing desperately trying to get attention on him. 
I, I wrote this. He's a man. He's an intellectual without intellect, trying to convince you to believing him. A man without beliefs. He sucks. He epitomizes the worst. And he, if, if there's any one personality, and I use personality in the Doctor Evil quotation fingers, that is embodies the precipitous fall of EEI. He is patient fucking zero. He's the worst, and he's going to be the poster child for that when they go to Alt-93-7. Over the summer, you were writing a lot about Reamer was ghostwriting articles when he was on suspension. Tell me a little bit more about that, and I don't understand why that's a big deal at all. I don't think he should have been suspended. To, to preface this for everybody, I mean, for those of you that don't know, you have been a hater of Reamer to almost some may say an obsessive level like like you you hate him like beyond any aspect of hate that I've ever seen for anyone online. Oh, I think he's probably number 2 in my ratings besides almost the coach over out there in Medway. Oh, we're going to get to him, don't worry. We're going to get to him. Reamer got in my radar as with most people um during the annoying little pissant comment. Correct. Now, I'm I'm going to probably butcher the timeline slightly here, but it was right before the Super Bowl against the Eagles. He's on air with Mitnansky. He calls Vivian Brady. Um, you know, he basically slanders a five-year-old child. By the way, that the parent of that child. Can I give you a backstory on that, by the way? Go Just for a it. Quick sidebar. So uh, a week before, and I remember this because I was driving to work and heard it live. A week before he said the pissant comment, a former Marine called into WEEI and called Reamer a pissant. And Reamer, I remember him. I, I, if I can find the audio, I promise I'll post it to my Twitter. Reamer goes... Oh, what even is that? I haven't heard that word before. And he went and he looked it up. And then it became part of his vocabulary. So so that is the genesis for anybody that doesn't know a little little breaking news, a little history lesson for you. That's the genesis of even the pissant is that a week before making these comments, this idiot didn't even know what it meant. So anyway, he's continue. vapid. Yeah. No, he's he's a pseudo intellectual, that's for sure. He's a dumb dumb. We're we not, all know that. We're, we're not dealing with one of America's great intellects here. Boy, his dad really managed his career. All right, so Reamer goes after Brady's daughter. Brady goes on, I believe, on the Monday morning with, uh, I think it was Kirk and Callahan at that point. He hangs up saying that he doesn't know if he wants to continue his relationship with Correct. them. And, yep. and, and Reamer and, wasn't there at that time, just to clarify. Brady was, and he shut him down. Correct, because he's associated. I believe Reamer was you know, on, on the casting couch. at that point. Yeah, on the casting Correct. couch. Correct. Yep. Uh, I want to talk about a tired, tired premise. <laughs> but at any rate, um, there was panic inside the walls in Intercom after Brady did that shit. So they did a damage control suspension. They announced a suspension for him, ostensibly to keep Brady. And what they did is they, what I was told is that Rima was such an annoying asshole with Bradford, they let him blog and write on the website um, without a byline. He was, he was actually in, uh, Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, I believe. He was in Minneapolis. They said they kept him from going to Minneapolis, um, which was a lie. They sent him home later in the week. But if they're misleading, um, you know, their station's most important guest, I kind of think that's a big deal. So, so they said that he flew down to the Super Bowl and then immediately had to fly, turn around and fly back. You're saying that during his suspension, he was ghostwriting articles. Is that what you're saying? He was ghostwriting. He was writing on the EEI website without a byline. They scrubbed social media stuff from him on Twitter. 
that he had tweeted while he was in Minneapolis because they had misled Brady and they had misled the sponsors because there was a sponsor shitstorm brewing oh, sure. after he did those comments. Do you have evidence to show that he was plagiarizing or is it just you, you're just based on the writing because he has such a vapid writing style? I mean, what, what's your what's your contention? Well, plagiarizing after the faux suspension wasn't, but I've done some, this is kind of an ongoing thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. There's been some, there's been some curious, um, um, let's just say borrowing of words that Patricia Smith would be proud of on Twitter. Mm. Um, no one really cares enough to read Rima's shit on the EI Red side to dig into it, but let's just say there's some patterns there and Correct. he may, he may want to, um, do some more of his own work, which will just, in our eyes, make him more irrelevant. I, I saw that you guys got him for, he reused the phrasing um, from a Twitter user where someone said that the Robert Kraft thing was basically revenge porn. And then he writes an article, The ver- and, and somebody commented on his tweet, 24 hours later, Reamer's headline or Reamer's article, the, the byline is that the Globe is trying to basically do revenge porn on Robert Kraft. I mean, it, it's pretty alarming how clear that that plate that that he's he's at least lifting curiously lifting from internet sources if you read one paragraph of Rima's shit you'll know he's not that clever concierge he's terrible well they have all sorts of drops of him getting you know words wrong every, every time that dullard opens his mouth he devalues the bu education and as a umass guy salute well, hey, I mean, you could say the same thing about AOC, even though DEC thinks that she's hot, and I'm not sure where you yeah, stand. I'm kind of over her now. Are you? Did you? Who'd you move on yeah. to? Um, who's, who's the fake chick that pretended to be black that Kirk loves? Oh, she, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, you have yeah, you moved she, on to her yet? She put on a couple of pounds, and I'm not into her now. Did she do a porno yet? Uh, no. I don't think so. I saw there, there was some special on. I think it was Google. on TLC or Discovery that she was. She's just a mess. Yeah, she, she's not my cup of tea. I don't really have one right now. Go to my incognito tab. Tube galore, Rachel Dolezal. I've got nothing popping up. Anyway, I've got- dear, dear God, I hope your safe search kicks in. <laughs> All right, well, while you're searching for porn, I wanted to ask you, we got a whole bunch of questions from Twitter. We do. That people would love to know. Yep. So the best of BSMW wants to know the best 99 restaurant. Charlestown, next. Mm. Not Sam Kennedy asks, did WEEI find your sources? I was willing. I was wondering this too. I'm out my source. It's Greg Bedard. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the, let's switch there. What's the big deal with Greg Bedard? To me, I, I don't even pay attention to him. Almost the coach Bedard. Well, neither is anyone else. Thank God. What's he, does he, has he cracked a thousand subscribers yet? Um, uh, he gets up to like about 955 and then people realize he's a prick so no no nothing prick and, the, and then they find the link to mike loiko so yeah screw that. <laughs> yeah so let's start with bedard and then i want you to explain to our listeners loiko gate and, and explain that for everybody well when you start a website with the budget of a uh, basically a night at chuck e cheese things are just are bound to go well <laughs> did he not have money to pay for his beat guys to travel with the team is that true i have it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. If I, I can't, I don't know the names off the top of my head. His business model was flawed from the get-go. Didn't he model he, it after that Pittsburgh website, that, but he just didn't do it the right way? I think that's, that's what Dave Brown said to us. Yeah, the guy out of Pittsburgh, you know, he started as a one-man operation. Bedard, thinking he could do everything else, you know, better than anyone else, he brought on a whole stable of writers right away. He brought on uh, the Fired Sports Writers Club. He brought on Chris Price. He brought on... Um, McAdam covering baseball. 
He brought on Joe McDonald, who's since gone to the Athletic, and he um, he has Brian Robb, who's actually not terrible. But the rest of these guys are replacement level talents at best. McAdam epitomizes the worst of the worst. Everybody likes Chris Price, but you know, if you're talking replacement level, he is the replacement level. Oh, Chris who's Price gonna... is amazing with the back lotion, the fingers <laughs> on that guy. Well, oh, okay. yeah. Orchids of the... Asia special with Chris Price. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, Dave made the point more eloquently than I can. Would you tell James Harrison no? No, no, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would give him my own man butter too. On, on top, I don't of that. think I yeah. would. I'd freeze. Would you, you'd freeze? No. What, what are you well, gonna say? Well, he could I break you. In, he, he could break you in half with like his like his pinky finger, which is probably like the size of your leg. Like, I mean, the guy's a beast. I, I would freeze. I'd back away and say, "Are you serious?" <laughs> How does Kirk like his lotion applied? Ooh. On the shaft. That's, Work the shaft, that's right. baby. You go, you go up and down, up and down, up and down, and then, you know, it's uh, that's exactly the way to go. And then all, all while playing some Brandy Love videos, and we've got some ASMR apple crunches in the background. It is perfect. Perfect. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this job on my worst enemy. Shut the fuck up, Curtis. <laughs> I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear anything you guys just said because well, my cyber my cyber nanny just kicked in, so it was just glorious silence. You have a cyber nanny? Is that like a porn thing? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Ask Kirk. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got more Twitter questions. You want to get back to the... Oh, wait. Before we do that, uh, can you explain to our listeners... We, obviously, you hate Bedard, almost a coach Bedard. Uh, he's a phony. He, he started a website that's got two people reading it. It's a bunch of shit. And he, I'll, t- I'll take the under. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. And uh, what about the people that he hires because because clearly according to uh what you see from from the 15 uh he hires some upstanding individuals right i mean just the salt of the earth sort of people right he works that work at his website let me tell you something anytime you can hire a draft expert who is a mash piece substitute teacher you got to do it hey somebody somebody's got to teach these kids about history i think that he really pays a lot of ten, uh, of attention to the confederacy though i think he calls it what does he call it that it was about states rights i think is what he said that that it was not about slavery kids it was about states rights mike jefferson davis loika <laughs> so tell us what happened what happened with the whole loika thing bedard hired loika to be his draft expert which is in i did a poor job over the last couple of weeks, because with the draft coming up, um, I really could have highlighted what a goddamn fraud Bedard was. But leading up to the draft last year, Bedard's on record over the years. Um, his most infamous quote is that he didn't see it about Arizona tight end Rob Gronkowski at all. So he's taken an enormous amount of shit for that over the years. And he brought on Loiko, who is one of these, the draft fetish guys, just they kind of creep me out as much as, you know, as anything else. Loiko came on and wrote some unforgettable tripe for Bedard and a Twitter user, I don't remember the guy's handle, so forgive me. He pulled out some shit when the Bruins were printing the Canadiens, I believe it was, uh, with PK Subban calling French, uh, French Canadians, you know, gay slurs and dropping some N-bombs in regards to Subban. And it was pretty vile shit. You know, listen, I'm no shrinking violet. You know, it's just like, dude, you just revealed your colors. And Bedard went in, Bedard basically went into obfuscation mode. And if I did the math, we're approaching 200 days since he'd get to the bottom of it. But, uh, you know, if we had a real media critic in town, maybe somebody would have pointed that out. But since Bedard's a former Globy and Chad Finn's a good go-along to get-along guy, and he's been busy sorting his rated rookie baseball cards, he hasn't gotten to the bottom of it. So this is a great time to introduce a voicemail on this topic. Minute Fan Show, Christian Wakefield here with my uh, God Talent submission, I guess. 
I wanted to weigh on this whole Mutt versus Mikey war. Who gives a fuck? We have a sloppy third morning drive host who at best should be a third man in and was a warm body that could replace Kirk Finnegan, basically going from Hall of Fame to a double-A jabroni, versus a washed-out six-to-ten shifter who now does a podcast that two guys in their basement destroy content download-wise each week. But congrats, Mikey had Chart Finn on and Mutt Gamble's way of life at fucking horse racing. I'd rather listen to the dork pod than this shit. On second thought, that's the worst show of all time. Mount behind on tap. Hope you guys take my submission. See you, Dink. <laughs> I, that sounds like a Keith spiracy. What is it? Is it? Uh, what does he call it? Eight thirty, or is it no ten thirty? Noon thirty. Noon thirty. That's what it is. Noon thirty. I don't fucking know. I don't. Are you actually to listening to that? No, I don't listen. He, I think he calls it noon thirty. I think they do like some fucking stupid. And, and now it's time for 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 six at six or whatever the fuck they used to do that that bullshit show with those guys that are just you know d- jerking each other off, looking at you know. There's the fucking- more people in this conversation that listen to noon thirty and keep spiracies and. Is it noon thirty? Is it noon thirty? I don't know. No one's listening. Are you ready for another conspiracy? Is there cocaine in Coca-Cola? Yeah, must leave to go to Bruins pregame. How about this one? Did we land on the moon? Oh, I don't know, but it's made of cheese. That's much more articulate than Rich Keefe. Which, by the by the way, Ironhead, I hear it on good authority. Those guys hate us. All well, of them, they hate well, the, us. The producer, so I'll just I'll just name names because I don't give a shit. I don't know where I heard it, um, but I am going to just say who who it is. Um, that Mark Morosa was on the podcast with Kirk Minahan, and uh, he he said that the producer for OMF, um, who is the co-host of the Dork Podcast, and yeah, that Ryan me- guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Not our wanna, Ryan guy. Their wanna, Ryan guy. Yeah, I don't want to give him the publicity. And they he he was upset. That uh, that Moroso gave away that at the end of every OMF show, Keith gets together with the producers and Dale, and they all put their hands in a circle and they say, "Another perfect show." <laughs> Were you aware of this travesty, Ironhead? <laughs> I have I I have no words. Of course, Dale Arnold and Rich Keith would high five over that shit. That, that's right. That's right. Um, we've got to get some more Twitter questions because we're running out of time. Any more Twitter questions we want to get to? Uh, yes, I have another voicemail for. Oh, do we? Ironhead. Have, we've got voicemails for Ironhead. This is great. Yeah, we did. And so, are you aware that Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor in the ass? What are your thoughts on Marlon Brando fucking Richard Pryor in the ass? <laughs> That sounds like a Keith Spiracy to me. One, one time I fucked Richard Pryor in the ass. <laughs> I'm losing it. Oh, God, oh, buddy. Hey, has anybody... I, I, I really want to know this. Has anybody at EEI directly reached out to you and been like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Can you stop? Can you just fucking stop it? Why are you doing this? Has anybody reached out to you like that? No, they haven't. Really, that's crazy. But yet they're they're displaying your tweets uh, prominently on a uh, a nice little training seminar for how we can navigate the curious cases of uh, of Twitter backlash. How we can I don't I don't know I don't know for a fact it was mine, but I do know that those insecure SOBs were showing critical tweets from some of the fifteen and other people who think that they you know suck. Okay, everybody, this is Craig Bernard, and we want to be able to handle him appropriately. He's a bounty hunter. 
Actually, no, he's a sensual polar bear. Let's get it right. <laughs> I don't Form- know. He blocked me. Did he really? Can you get him to unblock me? I, I, when I went in my Can, tear. Apologize first. Apologize first. I did. Craig Bernard, uh, SEAL Team 6, Bounty Hunter. <laughs> I do apologize to you, and I take it I'll, back, and I, I, I sincerely chastise myself. Thank me. I'll, I'll give you guys the real dope. I'm biased, but these guys, the 15, the BJ, BSJ guys, they're smart. They're witty. For the most part, they're successful. We just want shit to be better. If it's... If, is one of them really a ninja? Uh, again, Fight Club rules apply, gentlemen. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh, by the way, Dave Colonnane wants to know, are you hiring? to be? Are you going to expand? Is it going to ever become the 16? Or, or what's the deal there? And also, can no. you, do, are you hiring anybody for three days? That's what he wants to know. Uh, yeah, that's his, it's 72 hours. It's his, his typical length of employment. Uh, speaking of that, the Daily Arnold text line wants to know, he was wondering his opinion, uh, Ironhead's opinion, on a certain upstart restaurateur in Boston. Well, I only go places where I can have a glass of wine with my meals, so I have no opinion on that particular vomitorium. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's actually a very trendy thing in places like Brooklyn and in other places uh, where they are giving you, I think they're calling them mocktails, where they're non-alcoholic cocktails. I think it's really great. You can have like a nice, a nice, you know, blood orange and Earl Grey refresher along with your bolognese out of the trough that you serve uh, all the food in. You know, it's like it's community style there's nothing wrong with that would you eat that food sober <laughs> my problem would be the people i have to hang out with i don't want to deal with other people why would i want to sit next to some some random oaf next to me say hey, do you guys have gluten-free options man like oh fuck off get the fuck out of here like just eat the goddamn food <sighs> i'd be so uncomfortable i don't want to be involved in those conversations so i guess it's a good thing there's no booze there because people i'm sitting next to are getting loaded makes me uncomfortable um, Steve from Providence wants to know, have you ever received any threats? <laughs> Absolutely, I have. Yeah? Ooh. Like what? Uh, well, I was threatened to be doxxed once. <laughs> okay, do we have to go there? Well, I'll tell you this. I was sitting in the, the office in my, my company in Woburn, in the HR office, when I got a very curious phone call. Or excuse me, the HR rep. Got a phone call digging about who I was because, you know, I am ostensibly, uh, Bruce Allen is the BJBSJ spiritual godfather from the Boston Sports Media Watch. Bruce Allen is a gentleman. He exposed these assholes of who they were back in the era of the big show, so on and so forth. And we had a message board where uh, many of the 15 originated. And we were a message board in the tiniest corner of the dark web. And the suits at EEI back in the day dug because we would share some info. We'd, you know, we'd meet at Fenway. We'd go to have dinner someplace. And they, you know, some of us are professionals. We were employed in downtown Boston. They dug and they tried to make life difficult for me and a couple of the other guys. And that's, again, just a sign of insecurity. I mean, just think about the insecurity to go after these guys on a message, a membership message board because you're, you know, ripping shit on Glenn Odeway's Wiener Winer line. <laughs> well, some may say that they get salty when when anyone uh, any former or current personalities retweet you guys. They get pretty they get pretty butthurt about it. It's it's crazy. John Dennis actually had tried to have me fired. Get the about, fuck out. About about 18 years ago. So yeah, so he's that's, a, that's a, that was a question. So so you're so Dino, tell us the Dino story. What happened? Hey my friends, good morning. <laughs> Dino didn't like what I had to say. Dino has rabbit ears. 
Um, Dino had a biz business relationship with the company that I was with. Now you think about Dino, right? There's, there's a precedent for this shit. Dino had Ryan Rosillo booted from the Patriots pregame show because he hit on his daughter. Is it Rotillo or Rodillo or Rosillo? Also, Dino, I mean, complicated. Dino, come on, please go to a meeting. Uh, that was not a good look with Mark with the C. That was that, once you told once you told the story a second time. Uh, I think that was that was a, that was a pretty bad look. That that was sad. I man, I feel almost uncomfortable. Even even piling on Dino with that because he sounded compromised, and they should not have put that. This is a guy. Say what you will about Dino, he was a guy who helped build the station for two decades. I don't think it ended well, but my God, you're going to exploit that. Dino got a mat, bad ice cube, Howie Car style. <laughs> I forgot about that phrase. Dino went. Dino went to management at my company because he was unhappy about some shit that I had put, uh, some shit that I had said, and how he had been treated. And, you know, he, Sean Dennis is the king of, do you know who I am? Oh. And, you know, he's, he's a world-class prick. I mean, I'm not the only one that, that could tell a story about Dino. It's, he, it's well on the record. Dino and Dan Shaughnessy are the, uh, you know, they're, they're the, uh, the kings of going to somebody's employer. Shank would go, if you emailed Shank criticism from a work email address, Shank would contact uh, your employer to let them know that you were sending personal emails on business time get the hell out that's that's a thousand percent true you tweet that out you you leave this in there'll be i won't be the only one that does that shit this is how thin-skinned these guys are there's been no ombudsman no critic forever reamer doesn't count because he's reamer finn doesn't count because he's a masseuse and these guys have become so insulated they're treating the bjbsj guys like we're goddamn 15 phil mushnicks bullshit so let me tell you so let me tell you something i heard and this is just some juicy off the record gossip as i say this on a podcast it's going to be listened to by probably everyone at eei um i heard uh that people um that that finn Wet with the story that Finn called around to people at 98.5 as a result of seeing your tweet. And then mm -hmm. as a result of that, um, that's when Zolak tweeted out the thing where he said, I'm hearing some crazy rumors about the radio. I really hope they're not true. And that's clearly because he probably, I mean, Zolak's a dinosaur too. He's probably friends with old way. And, and yeah, I can't believe I'm doing the fucking Mark James. But that actually, that actually is a good uh, nickname or sobriquet by James. Old way is, is actually kind of funny. Um, but he, th I'm assuming that he was mad that, or he was upset that possibly Ordway and, and Merloni and Fourier were, were, were going to be gone. And Zolak tweeted that out. I mean, that, that's crazy to me that people in high levels are saying that Finn gets the report from watching you. All the while, what has he done to you on Twitter? Well, he's blocked me. And you guys both blocked me too. You, you guys both know, you know, I call them the April burner brigade. My following went from, I think that went up 20% over the span of about three weeks. And we started breaking shit left and right. Mm -hmm. I know at both 98.5 and at 93.7, and at the Globe, and at ESPN, and some other places, they're reading our shit. They're following us. You know, I'm I'm a thousand percent certain that with the uh, couple of the burners who interacted with me last week, it, they couldn't have been. If you told, if they had Maloney and Fari in their names, it would have been less obvious. So yeah, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of that that doesn't follow you. 
created it April 2019, and it, it's gone at you a couple times. Is that is that one still up? Is that one still active? The one curiously with the with the space after the period um, that also has a similar grammatical style to another prominent host on a WEI show. Uh, not following me, still monitoring me. Hasn't tweeted since we. Um, maybe revealed who they are. What's your readership right now? How many, I mean, how many clicks are you guys getting right now? It varies pretty wildly. I mean, we've, some of the shit we've done, there's been 5,000 plus um, unique clicks on it. Wow. The, the yeah. rating, you know, the rating stuff puts asses in seats. Sure, people love and, it. And I, and I, it's, we've done some really good parody stuff that doesn't get, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to pat myself in the back. We've done some funny shit. Our Twitter accounts are pretty funny cutting, mm -hmm. but it's the rating stuff that puts asses in seats. Correct. You know, it's. Oh, I love um, that stuff. That people, is, yeah, people, people, great. for whatever reason, people love, like people get on us all the time. Uh, our buddy Andy is getting on us, uh, DEC, that, that no, we are. He just gets on us just all the time. I appreciate it, He's though, just because a dick we, we need, we need that, though. We have too many positive fans. We need people to give a shit. I'm fine with that. 150%. Oh, when, when you're getting shit, you know you've made it. That's right. So, so I'm him, fine with Edgy that. Kirk but was he, getting at us. Yeah, and and that's again, I'm totally welcome it. Give me I don't I don't care at all. I don't I nothing you you have no you will not be able to offend me. I you I promise you. Um Anyway, ratings, ratings are dick measuring for radio types. Yes, That's all it is. Yes. And people, they love it. And, and, and I would like to welcome the, the listeners, the, the inaugural uh, class of the April 2019 Twitter follows, um, because I've gotten some of them as well. And in fact, I'm not sure if I shared this with you, Iron, uh, I DM'd all of them. Whenever I'm suspicious, I just fucking DM them. And I just say, hey, intercom, uh, intercom burner, question mark. And one of my favorite responses, uh, I won't give it away because I, maybe I'll use them as a source, is that they just responded saying, shh. Yeah, I had one that I did the same thing to and said, no, 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 I'm not a burner. Just just following the same. Was that Sean? That was Sean. Yeah, that just was Sean. following the same hypocrisies at you. Love the work you're doing. I don't know. that. Why are you creating an that account was, That was that musky crane. That was musky crane. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, musky crane. I think musky crane may be just like a regular fan. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, People that, don't that know. This strange. is This is when you would play the drop that you don't think this is good radio. Because, <laughs> because I, I don't think this is good radio right now. We're doing the... Well, I got I got a little bit of news for you guys that I got actually today. And I'm kind of... I'm, this isn't burying the lead, but um, there's some... You know, I think that the people at Intercom don't realize that the, Joey Zarbano is a terrible fucking manager. And there's, there's tons of infighting and shit going on there. Um, I was told... Um, by one source, and I don't, I don't listen to OMF, but that Foray went on vacation towards the end of the winter book, and OMF did abysmally in the winter book. Let me pull it up here. They did a 5.7 in the winter book, fourth place. <laughs> so let me tell you something. If you're, in, if you're in sales or you're in finance and you haven't hit your numbers, do you take off the last week or two of, of your measuring period absolutely of course not. you don't and because joey z you know lifts weights with sarbano in the eei you know gym and that's his boy he's a jock sniffer Fari gets to do whatever he wants hi christian hope things are well i know you're listening and it's creating resentment among everyone else he went to cabo on vacation with his family while the ship was sinking 
So he, he got a paddle boat, go to the island while everyone else is going down. Feels That's like crazy. Joey was the type of guy you could put in there when everything is going well and he could administer. But this is totally the wrong guy when everything's falling apart. Yeah, I mean, he's a, Joey's a game manager. He's a little bit like Tom Brady. He's just a game manager. He's not going to do anything special. He's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you, Ironhead. I'm fucking with you. Don't don't kill me. Don't kill me. I think I actually read that take in the Boston Sports Journal. Did you? So yeah. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't put it past them. But he really is, in, in, the, in the shitty quarterback sense, he is a game manager. I mean, he is, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, of. Of a, of a good comparison for the type of quarterback that he is, um, you know. I, uh, do you honest? Can you do you blame Joey? Joey's not making the calls on most of this shit no. because they're scared to death at Intercom. You know, you don't you don't blame Joe Zarbano per se for putting him in the PD position. You blame the guy who put him in the PD position. Mike Mitnansky, is there anything remarkable about Mitnansky other than his drinking problem, his gambling addiction? No, he's- Show me how you wiggle in those jeans. No, thanks, I won't. But Mitnansky's an AM host on in one of the biggest sports crazy markets. Rich Keefe was Adam Jones's second hand. Do you really think Rich Keefe is gonna put you know asses in seats? No, he's not. He's he's there to cry when Michael Holly leaves. That's that's his only fucking role. And it's been a blast. I think the show has been a lot of fun. So that was a Joey hire. That was under Joey's watch, Rich Keefe. That's right. Well, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, and uh, and and Teeth has been nothing but the, but a disappointment. Um, he went. He did have the stones. I will give him props for going on Blind Mikey's podcast, though, and getting um, eviscerated by Blind. Yeah, isn't that funny? So Blind Mike, the guy that Joey Zambrano said, "Listen, if you want to do something, uh, if you want to be on, you know, WEI, do something that that will make news that the morning show will talk about." <laughs> and he does just that. He does just that. And guess what happens? The morning show is told they can't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, he has Rich Keefe on who says that, that, that Kirk and Callahan were never number one in the ratings. And they, they're only allowed to briefly mention it. You How is that I, possible? So, you know, th- there's all sorts of shit. Going teeth, on. Teeth, teeth actually said last week he has no idea about the ratings. I mean, you're talking about. Yeah, he said the, that for Jeopardy, fun. right? For Jeopardy. He's, he's, he, listen, we're talking about a world-class fucking dummy here, but you know, the AM shows the Dolphins, the midday shows the Bills, and PM drives the Jets. I mean, they're tomato cans for 98.5. And Zambrato's uh, Tyrod Taylor, I mean, basically. He, if, he was a run, if he was a running back, he, if you need a yard, he'd get you a yard. If you need two yards, he'll get you a yard. Mm, Would you say you that management is regretting their decision to dump Kirk yet, or are they sticking to their guns? I don't, it's, it's not their call. I mean, it's like, EEI, listen, the, the, the buried story that's going on here, and it will come out at some point, the Murchison shit is just the tip of the goddamn iceberg. They, they, the cesspool of Boston media, I got, I've gotten some people to reach out to me, and I'm sure you guys have. You guys are much more passionate about you know, the morning show shit than I am, but EEI is in the pockets, or Intercom, I should say, is just scared shitless of anyone that'll say anything to, ang- uh, to anger the wrong people. And that's how you get Rich Keefe and Dale Arnold and Mike McNansky and the afternoon show that's, you know, Old Way and the, the two jocks who know shit about shit. Let's do more rapid fire Twitter questions and then we, then we can wrap up after that because we go, I don't want to go too long here. People keep Yeah, I'm, long, I'm, I'm long-winded. People mm-hmm. keep complaining about uh, our podcast going too long. Ma- mainly, I mean, I mean, Kirk complained about our podcast being too long. So we're trying to shorten Kirk it up for you, Kirk. can hit the pause button. And he's he's right. Later. 
He's right. Less is more. That's right. Yeah, that's Wrong. right. We want. We always want. But but DEC, we want to leave the listeners wanting more of us and not too much of us. Which is, I say this as a guy that's now hosting two podcasts. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> right, some MHP overload. Um. So we we asked the Steve question. Uh, Ned Snark, did you ask that one? How many uh, How many hours a day do you spend skewering mediates, and can you never stop, or really will you ever Mediates. Mediates. Why would I? It's it's a target rich environment. I they all have bullseyes on them. Fuck them. Melissa Gorman wants to know what you miss the most about the city of Champion. <sighs> That's tough to say because I spent a lot of time. Um, I grew up in a little bit in Southie Dorchester and Brockton. So Brockton's the city of champions. Uh, I miss bar pizza and candlepin bowling. Nice, Stephen Gloucester. How's that? How's that for a fucking terrible answer? Hey, well, no, that's fine. I like that. S- Stephen Gloucester wants to know. What's your go-to salad dressing? Uh, I leave that question to uh, Large Gymnasium, and Large Gymnasium prefers Felger-based protein, so you may want to add him on that one. <laughs> What's the hate with Murray? Uh, oh, I don't, th- I don't, th- I don't think we want to go another ninety minutes, guys. Block Jim Murray? Yeah, I, I have no idea. What do you guys call him? What's your uh, nickname for him? Large Gymnasium. <laughs> Yeah, apparently, accidentally, I do a good Jim Murray. I just have to figure out what what Jim Murray would say. You do large 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 gymnasium, tiny intellect. They've got tattoos all over my body and a really strange hat. No, you're right, Mike. I, I agree with Maz on this one. Well, the thing with him is that he's blocked literally half of Twitter. Every single, I mean, I'm blocked by him. I never once. I I, I promise you, I've gone through my my tweets. I've never tweeted at him. I don't know how he blocked me. But I mean, he's blocked everybody. He's a dumber Pete Shepard. He's his his expiration <laughs> date is looming. That's a good. That's a good analog. I like that. It's a really good comparison. Yeah, Pete's a dummy, but he's our dummy, and man, is he lovable. You know, Pete like Pete actually likes the teams. Aside from that, back in the Duke Herod era, he was Ordway stooge trying to be a Yankee fan. Pete likes the teams, but he's flipping burgers in Florida now. So get sunburned, Pete. Ta-ta. Um, one question. Will Kirk Minahan return to air? This is, I think, Digger's question. Is will Kirk Minahan return to air? What will WEI's strategy be to recover for the AM show and combat Felger in the PM? Do they realize that the public has no interest in personalities like Reamer and Tomasi? So is Kirk coming back? I there was this is this wasn't coming from you, but people that are kind of BJ BSJ adjacent uh, in your universe were saying that Kirk Oh, don't don't say don't give us a universe. That's so fucking douchey. But they were okay. Whatever. They were coming back and saying that uh, that Kirk could come back and do a two to six show at WEI. I mean, have you heard anything at all about that? Again, my professional opinion, not even professional amateur opinion. Fuck no. There's no way. But and what if you that heard? would be a disaster? Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Well, if you had taken Kirk at his word, he's getting paid very well to work a minimum. Although he's, I hope he's going to fall up on this Marty Walsh shit because. <laughs> Uh, th- th- there's 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 a lot of shit there. Take Kirk at his word. He's not he's not going to do anything there. And EEI, the powers that be, do not want him on terrestrial radio. And why would he want to be on terrestrial radio at this point? It is it's it's flying quickly the way of the dodo bird. You know, it, it's I can't wait for those pricks at ninety eight five. Those smug pricks at ninety eight five. You know, Felger's now is basically Glenn Ordway 15 years ago. The end is the end is near for these fucks. If the teams ever go in the tank, people aren't going to give a rat's ass what they have to say. You know, Tony Maserati can parrot Felger all he wants, but the day of reckoning is coming, and will be. Let me tell you something: the BJBSJ universe 
will dance on their fucking graves when it happens. I agree. Now, here is here is probably the most important question for somebody who is a critic and who is such an intense critic that, as you are. I'm going to make you program director for the day. You can reprogram everything. You can fire everybody. Do anything that you want. What do you do with WEI from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m.? The first thing I do is put rich teeth on nights because he's preempted by the Red Sox 162 times a year. And then you play Garth Brooks in the afternoon and in the morning. So that's what you do. <laughs> I have okay. an idea that I came up with today, and this might be a really stupid one. Okay. I'd reach out to Barstool and try and pay him a whole bunch of money if there's an out with Sirius and have him put a midday show on to try it out. It's something different, and maybe you make an intercom deal with them to have some of the barstool people who are local to some of the markets do a local show. That ship sailed. Barstool is, you know, they, Ordway back in the day would just laugh at and ridicule Portnoy and, you know, the mother's basement, you know, they're in their mom's basement bullshit. Portnoy is worth eight figures, and, you know, he'll tell you he's headed towards the moon, just ask him. And, you know, these guys are, you know, are on the sinking ship. I would do, uh, and this is, again, assuming the, the reality that Kirk is never coming back because he said that. So if Kirk is never coming back, if I'm program director of EEI, I make the hardest of all pushes to get Pat McAfee to join WEI and put him on mornings, put him on afternoons, somewhere, and I would try, I would jettison Dale and, Dale and Keith and figure it out from there with the roster that I have. But I would put all my effort, because a guy like McAfee, could turn mornings around or could turn if you put McAfee up against uh up against Felger I think there's a chance a real possibility you could beat him I don't I'm not sure how much of a McAfee guy you are uh Ironhead but I think that that's what I would do I'd make all that my priority number one I haven't listened to him ever and I would absolutely do it because it's something different he's he's good he's good he's a genuine I mean he's a he's a shit stir he's crazy he's an insane person he's entertaining as fuck I think that that's the and he's a guy that there's been a lot of talk about him moving around, him going to a different show, possibly trying to find new shows, maybe possibly going to enter radio.com or Entercom. I have no idea. I think that's the guy. That's the move. If you're Zambrano, you put all your eggs in that basket. What, I mean, have you, are you a McAfee fan? You're going to bring in the punter for the Colts during the Manning era for AM Drive? That Have you listened what? to him, though? He's fucking good. He is he's, good at radio. He's good he was, at radio. He's fucking... His, his introduction of the draft when he introduced the Colts draft pick was fantastic. That shit ain't going to fly in Boston. He's funny. He's smart. He ain't going to... He ain't gonna, they, first of all, they, they won't... Well, who else are you going to get? <laughs> Trisha Yearwood. Garth Brooks. Other than Kirk coming back, which I know he won't, that's the only hope I can see. You need a personality like that that sets the tone for the entire station. When you game-changing talent. Yes, and you need a game-changing talent. There's nobody else on that roster that's going to do that. So you do need you to think? Bring- do you think Futility Lou gets the shakes when he hears the thunder rolls? I, I heard they're going to bring in McAfee from Morning Drive. Oh God! MHB said they're going to bring in McAfee. Well, well, <laughs> Chart will have that in about ten days. Is something right. you heard? Yeah. Sweet Lou, Sweet Lou is going to freak the fuck out when he hears this podcast. Um, anything else we want to get to? Anything that you want to plug uh, going away? Plug your site or or your uh, your your account? Anything? Well, in the, one of the rare times that we didn't have it first, Darren Ravel did. BJ BSJ had it first, always will. We do some good shit. Follow us on Twitter. If you follow, you know, World War II Felger's fantastic. My good friend Scartzi, Patrick Scartelli. There's just some good sh- content out there that you don't have to pay for. You don't have to, you know, the athletic does some good shit, but we're doing some good shit too. 
and just think for yourself, you know, it's, it's such a fucking cesspool. It's like, you know, think for yourself and, you know, just ignore shit that sucks. How did you get Ravel to say that, by the way? Uh, we have sources. Come on, you guys got to know this by now. There's a rumor. Sources. I've heard rumors that he is a part of this. Is that? Is, dude, it's, not, it's not just a rumor. Dave Brown actually came out and said he is. Well, he said he said it's rumored. I think he said it's rumored. To be fair, I mean, is Darren Ravel to be fair, a part I'm of? Barely listening. Who, to these first of all, if if let's, I don't want you to give it away. But if he was in a hypothetical situation, what account would he be? First of all, Dave Brown ruins everything, so I take everything <laughs> we said with many granules of salt. But he was uh, befuddled. <laughs> well, clearly, Ravel, Ravel is a useful idiot. We wouldn't have him. He's, he wouldn't pass the test. But he, how did you get him to say that then? That BJBSJ for, had it first. Uh, let's just say that he's BJBSJization, but we will never have him. Well, this is fun, man. This is this is great. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that you plugged those other guys because I think those guys are fucking hilarious on there. And I know that one of your one of your comrades, I think, just got suspended. Am I right with that? I saw a text line tweet about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just say he's a loose cannon. I love him. He's a loose cannon. Um, there are people in our <clears throat> universe who are even more passionate than I am. But we, dude, we love the games, man. This, this shit is like, you know, stirring it up is fun. We love the games. We love, we love the competition. We love to talk about it. But, you know, making these guys quake in their boots and, you know, shit their pants a little bit, you know, be better. Just fucking be better. That's why we were created. That's why we did this because nobody was talking about this shit. So why not the citizens? That's, well, that's right. I think what was, what was, uh, what was, Mike's saying, I think, is when everybody else's content sucks, make your own, I think mm-hmm. is what, what Mike said. Um, so, hey, Ironhead, we are glad that you have joined us on this podcast today. I think it's safe to say this is going to be the most listened to podcast by people behind the scenes at EEI and Intercom uh, that we have done thus far. Um, so hopefully those clenched buttholes will not <laughs> loosen. Uh, I th- want to thank you again for coming on, man. You were, you were awesome. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Ironhead. So long, suckers. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, everybody. One, one time I fucked yeah. Richard Pryor in the ass. 